Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, I'm not sure I've ever meant this more sincerely than right now when I say we have a long-awaited episode with Vanessa Liu, the co-founder and CEO of Sugarwork, though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is This so is the fun. best day of my life. <laughs> Are you ready to dive in? <laughs> Wait. Here we go. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Mercury, the company more than 100,000 startups trust for banking. Now more than ever, startups are looking for the safest place to put their cash for uh, no specific reasons other than just um, because. Anyway, Mercury offers secure banking through an intuitive product experience that innovates alongside you. Through partner banks and their sweep networks, Mercury customers can access up to $5 million in FDIC insurance. That's 20 times the per bank limit. Why that matters? These sweep networks protect your deposits by spreading them across multiple banks, limiting the risk of any single point of failure. Huh, I wonder if that'll ever be relevant. Sign up is easy. Applying takes just minutes and many customers are approved and onboarded in less than two hours. Visit mercury.com to join more than 100,000 startups that trust Mercury with their finances. Ooh, a disclosure. Mercury is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by Choice Financial Group and Evolve Bank and Trust, members FDIC. Vanessa has over 23 years of experience and a proven track record of value creation as a serial founder, operator, strategist, and investor across SAP, Trigger Media, and McKinsey. She's the co-founder and CEO of Sugarwork, a B2B SaaS company facilitating flexible, part-time arrangements for experienced employees and empowering employers to maintain the knowledge, skills, and relationships that drive their businesses. She was most recently vice president of SAP.io, SAP's early stage venture arm, where she oversaw SAP.io's North American foundries in New York and San Francisco, including programs devoted to women and diverse-led B2B enterprise tech companies, and recruited and accelerated 87 enterprise software startups. Prior to SAP, Vanessa was chief operating officer at Trigger Media Group, a $22 million digital media incubator. She co-founded Trigger's portfolio companies Inside Hook and Fivo. She began her career at McKinsey & Company and was an associate partner in the firm's media and entertainment practice based in Amsterdam, London, and New York. Vanessa graduated magna cum laude with an AB in psychology from Harvard University and cum laude with a JD from Harvard Law School. She was a Fulbright Scholar at University at Utrecht in the Netherlands, where she conducted independent research on the International War Crimes Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia and the International Court of Justice. She serves as past president director of the Harvard Alumni Association. Vanessa Liu, welcome to Non-Technical. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how much I've been looking forward to this. This is such a treat. And the one thing missing from that bio, of course, is that you are the first person to ever give me a job. <laughs> I am so honored to have uh, that. <laughs> Vanessa, oh my gosh. I still remember you interviewing me and ultimately hiring me for my very first job in tech out of college. Well, I'd like to say I know how to spot talent. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm so lucky that you did. Wow. And that was so long ago. And here we are. Here we are. I still remember you coming in. And you, I, you had like really? a blazer. Yes, <laughs> I do. You had like a blazer. You had like a go-to closet of blazer. <laughs> I did. I did. Yes. <laughs> but you know, the blazer I wore for our interview, I bought for that interview. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It didn't come out of nowhere. I got the interview in person with our, with our company. And then I went to J crew and I was like, I don't know. It's cool there. They're cool. People are wearing cool <laughs> jeans, but it's a job. And I don't know how things work. What should I wear? And I got a light blue blazer so that it was That's casual. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, it was a blue blazer. Yes. It was a blue blazer. <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh. And that's obviously what got me the job. Yes, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I was like, she is buttoned up. She mm -hmm. has great taste. <laughs> She's going to do great things at this company. <laughs> yes. Oh, Vanessa. Oh my gosh. I'm so 
happy to be here having you on non-technical truly something i've wanted to do since the very very beginning i cannot thank you enough i've just loved watching you start the podcast mm. all of the amazing episodes that, that, that you've just done i just love listening to you oh, i do that i do that in the background oh my god like i wash dishes i'm like you know what? i'm gonna listen to Alexa. oh my god vanessa that is so sweet <laughs> Wow. Of course, I could just call you too. You could just call me. (laughs) I don't know why I don't do that. (laughs) No, I mean, it's good. It's like you get the bet because you know what? Then you can hit pause. If you listen to me on the show, you're like, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to go do something else, get some stuff done. Oh, well, I can't wait to talk more about you today. I want to start here. Tell me this. Is there a song that whenever you hear it takes you back in time? So many. Like I... There are like anthems in my life. Really? It's just to, yeah, it's just to identify that specific moment in time. So if I think about when I was five or six, mm-hmm. it's actually Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, really? And you think Simon and Garfunkel because that's what my parents played mm. all the time. Like they had one cassette tape that was okay. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> And whenever we did long road trips, that was what they would pop in. Okay. And so there's like something really beautiful like to think mm. about, oh, Sound of Silence. Like I think about yes. that road trip. I think about them singing to it too. I mean, Aww. like it's really, really cute. So that's like when I was really young. Do you play it now for your kids? Yeah, I do. Are they into it? No. No, they're <laughs> not into it. <laughs> they're like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, yeah, I get it. But then someday they're going to be interviewed on a podcast. And then they're going to say, well, my mom used to play Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) Yes. They're going to be like, and that was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, but like I think about high school and my my high school, we were – 55% 55% Asian. And mm-hmm. so we were, there were so many people into Depeche Mode. Into oh, really? Mm. Yeah. We were like, people used to just dress all in black. Okay. And that was the thing. Is that how you dressed? I didn't. I was, I mean, I don't know how I dressed. I was like oversized <laughs> everything. Like, really? Oversized. Yeah. I still have a Snoopy t-shirt that I probably what? wore to school. Yeah. I was that nerdy. I have I, never seen this t-shirt. <laughs> Because I wear it to bed. (laughs) I love that. I had no idea. Were you a big Snoopy fan or was it like a style thing? No, I had no sense of style. It was just something that I got. (laughs) That's amazing. I feel like it it would be stylish now. Don't you think? Don't you see people wear that kind of stuff? Yes. Yes, it would be. Except like this shirt. It's like see-through now. It's like been worn within an inch of its life. Yeah, (laughs) I I absolutely have shirts like that. They're the best ones. Those are some of my favorites. They're the best ones. I'm surprised that your daughter has not stolen it from you, to be honest. If my mom had a cool, worn Snoopy t-shirt, I think I would have been all over that by now. Well, I don't think she thinks it's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love it so much. I'm always like, Vanessa's the coolest person I've ever met in the world. I'm obsessed with her. You tell me stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, it's a different context. <laughs> it's a different context, and you know my mom. She's yes. like, yes. she loves what you wear, mm-hmm. and she like, tells me all the time, why don't you dress more like Alexis? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. No. She said uh, that. She's like, Mom, look at look at Alexis's Vejas. Oh, yeah, she pair? did like my shoes. I got so many <laughs> points for the Vejas. That's so true. <laughs> I got new shoes recently that I think she'll really like. They're from Scotch and Soda. They're even cooler, which is an Amsterdam Ooh. brand. Yeah. It's a Dutch brand. Yes. 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 Uh, it's very okay. cool. I can't very, wait to show cool. them off. <laughs> yes. She's going to be again, Mom, why don't you get Alexis' shoes? Well, Vanessa, the answer is that you and I should just go shoe shopping. It'd be so fun. Yes, we should. I don't think you and I care that much about shopping, though. No. No. Mm-mm. I would Mm-mm. like someone else to shop for me and then deliver me. <laughs> That's what I need ChatGPT to do for us, to be like, could you tell me what should go in my closet? Like, take a picture of my closet, tell me what else I need, and just order it for me. Wow, finally an application of AI that I can truly stand behind. (laughs) If it could prevent me from having to actually go and try things on and shop, that would be... Oh, also, if it could tell me what I should wear based on the weather outside. Yes. Yes, Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Game changer. But, you know, when seasons change, mm-hmm. you have no idea what to wear. Yes. Because you're like, wait, I don't remember what it's like. That's right. When it's 85 degrees outside. I can't picture it. No, it's like 62. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. When it goes from 40 to 82, I'm always like, could you tell me what to wear? Truly. Okay. So this is a great application of generative AI and I, I would fully stand by it. <laughs> 
what is the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? So something inconsequential that you would really go to bat for. When people order things at a bagel shop and they're mixing <laughs> something sweet, like cinnamon yes. raisin bagel. Yes. And then they put locks on it. I'm like, what are you doing? You are clearly not from New York. Yes. And please like get your order right. Like, why yes. are you doing that? Yes. It's, yes. And I try not to be judgmental. I know. I'm I like, know. Totally judging. It's yeah. hard not to judge because that it sounds so terrible. Like it, it sounds, sounds so bad. Yes, exactly. Like who does that? Who like takes raisins and adds that <laughs> to locks? I'm like, yeah, you know, sweet and salty, they go together from time to time. But like yes. it's the fruit, like yes. the raisin part. Well, in the fish, I've never been yes. like, you know, what would really improve this smoked salmon <laughs> chocolate chips. That's exactly right. And so some people do that. <laughs> um, I have a huge no. bombshell for you, which is that you and I know someone who orders like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know if you knew. Oh, that makes me so happy. Now I don't even have to say it. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. V, if you could pick any era to be 18 years old in, what would it be? I liked it when I was 18. I feel like, like you were I, 18 in a good time period. I might choose the era you were 18 in. <laughs> I was 18 in a really good era. Yeah. You know, like early 90s. Yeah. Berlin Wall had just fallen down a few years mm -hmm. beforehand. It was yeah. very hopeful. There was no internet, which was also yeah. not good. a bad thing. No, I think you that's know? great. It was a great thing because you could just do stupid things and not worry about it being recorded. <laughs> so, that sounds that's great. A huge thing. But you were living in New York at the time, and did the Berlin Wall coming down? Did you did you feel that impact as a high schooler? I definitely did. I definitely mm. did. I had like my first taste of communism when I was fourteen because mm. I got to go to the USSR. I mean, it was like oh, USSR that's right. At the time. Yes, because of the NASA program. Yeah, NASA picked ten kids who were young astronauts, and so that's like how <laughs> yes, we could go there. Too. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> and, and but I got to go to the USSR and visit schools and also visit their mission control. And this was when perestroika and glasnost were were really changing society. So that was mm. already setting into motion. I mean, some of the changes that were happening in the rest of Europe. Hmm. And so I remember when the Berlin Wall came down, I was like, this is huge. Like, and this is also about bridging people, like, like just bridging divides. Yes, because totally. We, you know, we, were, we were taught to hate the enemy. Like, mm -hmm. oh, they're, they're just so bad. Especially coming out of the 80s. Yeah, that was like the 80s. And it was just very polarizing. But at least like that trip for me was so transformational because I just yeah. saw, wait a second, like those 14-year-olds are like me. Yeah, and exactly. And we all want the same thing. And so when the Berlin Wall came down, I'm like, this is this is a good thing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible that you could feel that impact all the way in New York. I hadn't thought about that. And I agree yeah. with you on the lack of internet thing. I really enjoyed growing up for a decent part of my life without the constant awareness of the internet. And I do regularly wish I could throw my phone into the ocean. So that would be nice. <laughs> I think about that all the time because I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I love going into the mountains when yeah. you don't have any bars available. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. Oh my God. Involuntarily not having service is fantastic because the burden is off of you. It's like, oh, yes. nothing I can do. Don't have service. Exactly. And so, you know, when planes started having Wi-Fi more reliably, I was really yeah. mad. I'm like, I no. understand that. Because I'm like, I, I can't use the excuse anymore. I'm like, I, oh, I'm not reachable. I'm on a flight. And they're like, no, you are. Mm, you yeah, know what I've started call. doing though is I started doing this last week actually just I just turned my phone off for like periods during the day and it's been really nice because I find that I'm reducing that impulse to check it for no reason. But do you get nervous? Do you get nervous that you're going to miss something like I don't no. know from like a friend who has like emergency? If Well it's not like it's for eight hours at a time it's more like for an hour at a time so if there was like a true emergency I would know about it within like 60 minutes but it's also different because like I don't have dependents you know like no one is yeah. I'm not I don't think I, I don't know if I'm anybody's like first call for an emergency I'm no. probably top three like admittedly I am probably top three for some people but I don't know if I'm like call number one. <laughs> 
We've got an emergency. I might be the backup call. I'm probably a lot of people's plan B. <laughs> yes. But your mom, your mom might be worried. Like she'll, she'll call be, you. Oh, Vanessa, she'll be fine. She, first of all, she has so many phone numbers of my friends at this point. She's called my friends when she can't get in touch with me, for That's sure. Yeah. She does have my phone number. She has your phone number. Exactly. If there was like a real, I'm sure you'd get that call. A lot of people would get the call. <laughs> okay. I'm very curious to hear the answer to this question because I think it might be no, but do you have any truly useless talents? I feel like everything you're good at is so useful. I'm really good at dumbbell snatches and kettlebell snatches. Really? <laughs> yes. Um. Wait, we've gone to those classes before. We've gone to those yes. classes together. <laughs> and like, I really like, I like those. I remember they were just like, oh, this is hard. You like flip your wrist. Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then they're those like, oh, snatches. You got it. So that's all the way where is does the kettlebell start on the ground and then you're pulling yes. it all the way up and lifting it above your head? You're lifting it above, above your head and you have to like flip your wrist. Wow. So that the kettlebell goes like, you know, kind of up and <laughs> that's very hard to do. <laughs> it's not. It's out. I bet. I think it probably is very hard, and you're just very good at it. When did you start getting into the kettlebell stuff? Oh, I, you know, I I started doing a lot more weightlifting maybe seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and it's just I just find it as like an outlet, and, yeah, and I just nice. love kettlebells. It's just like an outlet where is you know people meditate mm-hmm. when I work out. That's like my mm-hmm. form of meditation. Or like yes. I'm just I'm just thinking about grunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total focus. Do you listen to music when you work out? Yes, I do. I do. What do you listen just, to when you work out? I just like put something in the background. I'll, I'll like literally just go to Spotify and just like, just give me a workout playlist. It just doesn't mm. matter what it is. Okay. As long as there's just something. Something going on. To. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. that as well. Have you ever been the last to realize something that everybody else seems to know? So this just happened. Oh my God. Like, what literally happened? just happened. Really? I had no idea what 420 meant. <gasps> I like discovered this yesterday. Oh my God, Vanessa. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's incredible. <laughs> well, how did it come up? That's so funny. <laughs> so, okay, this is super, this is, this is super funny and embarrassing at the same time. So I'm getting together a lot of friends from college mm-hmm. on 420, on April 20th. <laughs> right. The holiday formerly known as just April 20th. <laughs> yes. And and they were like, so should we be bringing gummies? I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh my god! They're like, it's 4:20. I'm like, yes, April 20th. Oh my god! <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. They informed you of the alternative meaning. No, they did inform me because I just pretended like I knew what they were talking oh about. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you Google it? What are they talking about? And now, you know, it's like last night I was in Times Square. Yeah. And like there's this guy who's panhandling and he holds up this sign like, look, I'm just going to tell you straight why I'm panhandling. It's because I just want my 420 fix. I'm like, oh, I get that now. Oh, my God. It was context clues that (laughs) alerted you. Oh, my God, Vanessa. That is incredible. That is so funny. I'm like literally the last person. You might be the last person person to know, but I think that's great. Like you've lived a life where you haven't had to hear about 420. I think that's fantastic. Maybe it's because I was in the Netherlands for so long. Maybe, but isn't, well, but weed is such a big deal in Amsterdam, right? Or like it's very prevalent. It's prevalent, but it's big. And it's also kind of like there's no big deal because you could get it everywhere. And it's been like that. They don't need a special day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And there's no special day. It's like, oh, you could get it every day. Like, what, what are you talking about? That's and, so funny. And and, and and people in the Netherlands are like, okay, if you're going to to do that, like just do it in your own home, like not outside. So like they're yeah. always looking down on people. Yeah. Like the Americans and the Brits. Shocking. Are, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only well, reason. Yeah, that's the only cute. thing we've ever done that's embarrassing. When I, You know how I was in Europe a few weeks ago? I truly like I feel so embarrassed sometimes to like talk because there's a beautiful (laughs) moment where before I open my mouth, I'm like, maybe they think I'm European. And then I talk and I'm like, oh my God, they just know how American I am now. And I'm so loud. I have never (laughs) felt louder in my life than going to Amsterdam and Stockholm. I felt like the loudest person in the entire country. You're not loud. What you need to do is you need to do your accents. You need to do your You think so? Yes. 
Uh, you're okay. so good at accents. You should just go around. But you can't do the accent in a country where they're very familiar with the accent. That's the thing. I get away with it here because we're a bunch of Americans and nobody knows. I think they would be like, oh, you're just from the South. Oh, yeah. I think I should just like delicately smile. And you know what I mean? I think I should just become like incredibly coy. My European persona is just unbelievably coy, very demure, very yes. quiet. And I just, yes. you know, excuse me. And I say very little. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, very little. <laughs> merci, merci. That's a great plan. That's good. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I can't wait to go back to Amsterdam. You've yeah, spent you so time. much time there. I did have a great time there. I had the best apple pie in Amsterdam, courtesy of your recommendation. I love it's called Vinkle 43. So yes, for those, let's make who sure want to, to know, shout out Vinkle 43. It was the single best apple pie I've ever had in my life. It's so good because it's like, it's ginormous. For it's you, huge. For <laughs> yeah, we, my, Mara and I split one for sure. I don't split one when I go there. No, you no. go full it. Wait, did you get it with? I think we got it with the whipped cream. Oh, yeah. You totally got to get it with, with the whipped, whipped cream. cream. Yeah. You have to have the whipped cream. It's also like cake like in some ways. The crust is so yeah. thick. It's really thick. There's so many apples in it. And it's just, it's fresh. It's just yeah. really fresh, fresh apples. And it's yeah. warm and buttery. That apple pie deserves its own 420 like holiday. Like instead of a so. holiday to celebrate weed, there should be a holiday to celebrate the apple pie from Vinkle 43. Yeah, like what should we call it? Like what numbers could Well, maybe it could be it? on pie day. Maybe three March 14th March could 14th. also be, yeah, could That's be apple one. pie day. Thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> That's great. That's the new, the new 420 is <laughs> yes, pie day. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So tell me this. This is a two-part question for you, which is who would play you in a movie about your life and which chapter of your life do you think would make for the most compelling movie plot? Oh. I know. So, you know, I think about Lucy Liu all the time mm. because I actually get mail like for a Lucy Liu really? at my address. It's the weirdest thing. That yeah. is bizarre. It's really bizarre. So she did go to my high school. So she oh, that's went to, right. To Stuyvesant. Mm -hmm. And she's a few years ahead of me. And she's amazing, obviously. But I'm like, yeah, I could totally relate to you. Because I get your mail. I get your junk mail. <laughs> You're like, look, I think you'd be the perfect person to embody me because I'm already embodying you via the U.S. <laughs> Postal Service. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So like when you're getting that catalog, I'm like, yeah, Lucy, I could see why you're ordering this. That's stuff. right. <laughs> you guys have so much in common already. She's the <laughs> obvious choice to play you. I'm convinced. I mean, I didn't need any convincing, but I think I think this is a no brainer. I could see her doing like, you know, like a it's like a Kill Bill meets, you know, dumbbell kettle. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. OK, so then what portion of your life do you think is going to be the plot for this film? And by the way, the portion of your life, I do like to clarify that that could be it could be an hour of your life. It could be a day, three weeks, a year, 10 years. Like the arc can be any amount of time that we think would be a compelling driving story. I think our host committee time would probably oh my God. be pretty funny. I think so too, Vanessa. <laughs> yes, you know, the, the company that you hired me to work for, the startup, my first ever job in, in the technology industry back in quite the time for tech, the year 2013. Because I, I think about how... It, I would go and tuck my kids to bed. Yes. And then like I'd be and then I would be usually like wearing a clubbing outfit because that's what yes, we would do. Like that's right. I would basically go and meet up with you and the yes. rest of the team. At a <laughs> and go club. back like, to work. Yes. Yeah, we're like, it's back to work. I'm like Yes. I mean, my parents didn't really know what I was doing at the time. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing because Same. I remember just going there and just being like, Yes, I need to go out for work and not, you know, I had to go and make sure. I mean, like, you know, we yes. had to make sure that the, the things were running smoothly. Yes. As I was the account manager. And so I had to go and greet my clients at their event at these yes. fancy, fancy nightclubs. I had a friend who was like, yeah, I was trying to describe what you do to my cousin. And she was like, is Alexis a club promoter? And I was like, <laughs> yes. I think so. And I was yes. like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm an account manager at a tech startup. <laughs> it basically dawned on me one day. I was like, I am a mom of two kids and I'm a yep. party promoter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With and a Harvard Law degree. <laughs> yes, with a Harvard Law degree. Yes, this is great. And that then, was so and funny. Then, like I remember carrying wads of cash, like in envelopes. Oh my remember god! Remember how people used to give us cash? Oh right, you could buy tickets at the door. That's right. Yeah. And then like, oh my god, I would just have wads of cash. Like, oh, shoot, I have like 
several thousand dollars and I need to. Yeah. And it's like 1 a.m. It's just like have to get home. Wow. Yes. I totally agree. I think Lucy Lou would do a great job. I definitely I think, think would- the kettlebells are going to be a part of this. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I feel that because she has such an action movie background. Yeah. Like, you know, bring the kettlebells into the club. Yes. What do you think like the emotional arc of your character would be? Like what would what transformation would occur? And it can be like a fictionalized version of of events. Obviously, it doesn't have to be. We're not making a documentary. I think about spreadsheets by day, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and like the the arc of being really serious, and then having to just like change your whole entire persona yeah. <laughs> at night. Yeah. To just go clubbing. My trick was to get a club soda and have them put a lime in it. And then it would yes, look like a gin looks. and tonic. I would do my cranberry juice with wine. Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I remember once you did have a glass of wine, though, and I was so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I get the Asian flush, I know, you know. I know. I know. But it was very exciting. And like I get the pur- – it's like purple flush. It's like purple flush all over. So I, I want to know. So, you know, I think Lucy won't have that. No, I think this will <laughs> be great. Okay. I think that sounds like an amazing movie. I would definitely go see it. And I think it should be a comedy. It has to be a comedy. It yeah. should be comedy like, you know, you're like toiling by day. <laughs> Where, you know, and, and like our office was funny, right? We had, oh, yeah. Our office was hilarious. It was like hilarious. Absolutely. It was an incredibly funny time. And so many things happened that I was like, difference between my experience of it and yours was that that was my first job. <laughs> You thought it was normal. Yes. And to this day, I mean, I went from that to a larger tech company and then to like a medium-sized tech company. And so like my career, I started my career there. Like think about what the rest of my career has been. That was the starting point. I feel like I need to apologize. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Oh my God. No, you set me up for the best. It's been the best. It's been the best. And I met you and I met my best friend, Sarah, who I talk about on the podcast all the time. So it was absolutely incredible. So the song Lose Yourself, we're going to have to get the rights to that. Oh, wait, we do. We definitely, yeah. we definitely <laughs> That's probably going to be one of the largest line items in the budget for this film, frankly. <laughs> no, that definitely would be because like, we have to. I was like, what? <laughs> Had you heard that song prior to it getting played on the Sono speakers? Like a lot. Okay. A lot. I don't know why. <laughs> now that's that's kind of like <laughs> yeah. odd maybe, but I did. So I yes. knew the song Yeah, going back to a song that takes you back to an era. Yeah, that one certainly. takes you immediately. Because like, remember when we would dim the lights before yes. something really big? <laughs> and then we would play that. Yes, I do. And it was kind of like we would all sit around like <laughs> kind of like a cult. <laughs> listen to it yes People we're gonna be like yes that that was your that was like your christening into the work world absolutely so- <laughs> it, it explains a lot it really does no of course that was it was a very me- it was like a zen reflective meditative moment for the company <laughs> yes uh vanessa we should make that movie there's so many fun stories from that time period there's so many fun stories like i think about of course like our from the clubbing nights but also during the the day because we were we had the office where half of us oh yeah <laughs> was focused on host committee the other yep. half was focused on inside hook yes and just thinking about the funniest conversations that would just oh get my shouted God. we really made a lot of like legitimate friendships like i am still friends with a lot of the inside hook boys and it's a time that i can't believe happened we should yeah. capture it as a movie we should capture it yes <laughs> and don't let it slip <laughs> and don't let it slip exactly oh my god so good Tell me this, aside from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, what is something that you couldn't go a day without? There are days where it does happen, but like a hug from my kids. Yeah. Or or my husband. Aww. I just like need that. I yes, need that. Of course. And like when I don't have that, it's it's you know, it's sad. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah, you really do feel it. Like even if you're you're mad at one another, just to yeah. be able to have that. Are they still hug friendly, these the kids? Oh, are yeah, they, they down are. to hug? Okay. They're down. They're down for hugging. Okay. Like, That's Nara good. is a huge hugger. Oh, my very, God. Very, very big hugger. Vanessa, you're such a good mom. You're raising the best kids. They're so lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you're a perfect mom raising perfect kids. That's what I think. And then I, don't, I don't know if that's the word that they would use with me. It's my podcast, and I have decided. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make them listen to this. That sounds great. You should. Oh my! You know, I tell them all the time how amazing you are. I'm always at. Call me up. Call me up. Put me on Facetime. I'm always here. I'm your biggest cheerleader. No, 
it gives me so much street cred. I cannot tell you. <laughs> like, really? Why does really? Like, Alexis said that, and now <laughs> it's immortalized for them. <laughs> Perfect. And it all started because I went to J. Crew and I bought a light blue blazer exactly. and I walked yes. into that office. I remember, by the way, that I brought like a pad folio to take yes. notes. <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> no, I mean. You knocked it out of the park, obviously. Oh, thank you. It was not obvious to me. I felt so unqualified. I was not qualified. I did not feel qualified to be sitting there at all. I thought it was a total fluke. And I was like, I better just deliver at 110% right now and hope that they take a chance on me. And that is what happened. We had interviewed so many other people mm. and, and people who just like wouldn't even be able to tell the time of day. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it just went, when you walked in, because I was just like, this is a person who will be able to get us organized and nice. teach us things and come up with things as we get our friends to go to clubs together. As we get- <laughs> this is going to be a person who's going to know to order a club soda with a lime in it. That's right. <laughs> Not all the time, unfortunately, for better or for worse. <laughs> when it counted. Depending upon the day. Depending on, right. If it was a Tuesday party, club soda with lime. Is it a Thursday party? I don't know. Things yes. might get a little spicy. That's exactly right. <laughs> Do you have any, what I would call like childlike traits or childlike habits? I think when I eat, I say yum a lot. I say this is yum. (laughs) That is so sweet. Do you mean you say like, this is yummy, like while you're eating it? Yes, I do. (laughs) I guess I've heard you say that, but oh, is it because the word yummy is like what a little kid would say? Exactly. Like, this is yummy. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I guess that is a childlike word. Yummy. Oh, that's it's so like, yummy. I can, yeah. I, I bond with kids all the time when I see them on the street, like eating an ice cream cone. I'm like, yes. that's really yummy, right? Uh, <laughs> do you talk to kids on the street when you pass them? I do. I well, do. Okay. I'm asking because my mom does this and I'm like, you're being insane. <laughs> <laughs> when kids make eye contact with you. Yeah. They're looking for something, like a response. Yeah. And so that's when I talk. I'm not going to like try Unprompted. To... Yeah, unprompted. Okay. All right. Well, I guess my mom isn't as insane as I thought, but I, I'm just no. like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they're, we're strangers to them. It's a beautiful feedback loop because I feel like my mom is now less insane because of what you're saying and your kids think <laughs> you're cooler because of what I'm saying. And so we're all just helping each other out. It's just helping each other out because it's like, come on, we got to do this. No, and it's also, I'm sure your mom is also thinking of the time when you were that age. That's probably true. That's probably like, true. Yeah. And and yeah. there's something really sweet about that. You're like, oh, I remember you when you were that age. Oh, that's cute. Is that how you feel when you see 21-year-olds? You're like, I remember when Alexis was that age. <laughs> yes. And she came in with that light blue drape. That's right. When you when you see so performatively dressed twenty one year olds trying desperately to look like they are they've got it all together. I wore a belt. I wore a belt to that interview. I remember distinctly. I think I remember that too. Yeah, it was because it, it was a very specific look. It was very twenty thirteen. It was a belt over the shirt. It was a yes. cropped black pant, and I was wearing heels. I wore heels to my first ever interview. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. You wore heels? Yes, I did. Yeah. Wow. I wore a modest heel. The <laughs> amount that I spent on that outfit is no joke. Probably, it probably took me like three to four weeks at host committee to earn back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an investment, and it paid off. We're here right now. <laughs> yeah, we're here right now. Look at that. <laughs> That's right. It all paid off. It all paid off. If you could choose one social nicety to do away with forever, like saying bless you, holding doors, et cetera, what would it be? I like holding doors. So I definitely okay. don't want I know that I do to too. Go away. Yeah. 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 That, that, I like that. That's, it's, it's a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be for everyone, not just like because it's some. Oh, like a gendered thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I hold the door for everybody. I've never understood that. I'm like, I'm sure that there are dudes that are like, this is nice that someone is holding the door open. I would just like yeah. hold it open for everyone. Exactly. No, I think it's nice. It's just, like, yeah. you know, it's it's a small gesture. It doesn't cost so much, but you're like, Agreed. hey, you know, I'm thinking about you. So yes, I, I exactly. like that. And, you know, bless you is kind mm-hmm. of maybe post pandemic. <laughs> Mm. Yes, it's nice to say something, but also I don't necessarily want to be in the room when you sneeze. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know that I could be around someone though and not say bless you. 
I think it's it would true. be like like I, yeah. I would have to. Like you, it's 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 true because we're we're just so primed for that. Yes, yes. And so you're like, okay, but why don't you have to say when someone coughs? That I've never gotten before. Someone might need to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure that bless you came from thinking that the sneeze was like evil spirits leaving your body, like it was a satanic thing. Was it that, or was it also? It was also tied to the like a, a the plague. plague. Yeah, hmm. where basically like people were of course like dying and droves, right. and so there was just a way to oh. say. I hope you don't. So die. then, do you think this came? So you think bless you came all the way over from England? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought so. it was like a Puritan, like American thing, like Christian. I think it was from Europe. Wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to look we, this up. But I. But yeah. it. It just feels like it was made up. The point is that like this got made up yeah, one day. It got made up. But totally I can't not up. say. But are there any social niceties that you insist on doing, even though other people are like, "eh, that's a little passe." I definitely have one that comes to mind, by the way, which is that I straight up like, if we are at dinner at a restaurant and my food comes out first, and everyone is like, "oh, just eat," there's oh, no universe. Eat. Of course not, right? No, you can't. You can't. You can't. So I agree. When you're in a group, though, and it's like. 10 people and six yes. people have it. My husband yep. is like, you know, that's the etiquette. When six <gasps> or more people no. have it, then you can start. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't either. I and some people either. will say the rule is that if it's hot food, you can eat. If it's cold, you you don't have to. And I'm like, I there's no, I can't do it. I don't, I don't, no. I, I can't. I would rather give them mine and be like, I'll just take whatever you ordered. You, you take it. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. No, see, that's this, that's my trick because when I'm really hungry and I do get yes. angry, yes. I basically say, I'm going to give you a little bit of my food. Yes, exactly. So that we that's can such start a good eating. trick. I love yes. that. Wow. Okay, I'm going to use that for sure. That's a really good trick. It's just never been something that I felt like, oh, I, I just I just don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't know. There's something about communal eating. So here's another thing. Mm. When somebody fills up my tea, so yeah. in Chinese culture, mm -hmm. you go like this, like, you tap your finger because that's supposed to simulate somebody kowtowing to you. Oh, you tap your finger like on your other on the, hand, and are you making eye table. contact oh, with no, a you server? Do it on the table, actually. You do it. You tap, and then a server is supposed to know, like, oh, that means more tea. No, no. If somebody is, is refilling your tea, <gasps> then oh. you go like that. But you just do it on the table next to your. Oh, that's so cup, nice. And it means thank you. That's lovely. Do you find yeah, yourself like doing that subconsciously? Or do you, yes. is it something you do? Mm, wow. I do that now. And it's like all the time. And I think there's something really nice mm, about it. That's and beautiful. So funny because I've trained, you know, my very Dutch husband, who's so yes. not Asian about this. <laughs> and so when people don't do it, he's like, they're so rude. They're <gasps> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> good for, yes. good. First of all, good for him. Really good job, you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or, or when people don't fight for the check, yes. he's like, that is really rude. How much resistance do you think one should put up with the check? Oh. I feel like you really go to the mat. I do. I yeah. do. And, you know, so much of it, it, it depends upon who the person is, obviously. Sure. Because, like, you know, a lot of people who aren't Asian will be like, yes, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah. what? And, yeah. Okay. Um, unless you're a really good friend, obviously, and we're always taking turns. Yes. When I'm with an Asian friend, we have yeah. to go at least, like, two rounds. And then how do you decide who pays? It's whoever grabs the check. <laughs> it's really a yeah. fight to the death. Wow. It's like a fight to the death. No. And, you know, I have friends who literally will call up the restaurant ahead of time. Oh, my God. And they'll say, you cannot take that person's <gasps> credit card. Wow. And I'm going to guarantee it. Yeah. No, they've done that before. That's a, such a baller move. I'd be no, so impressed if someone did that. No, I would be totally. like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yes. And with that, I can't do anything. They're like, no, sorry. Like That's the ultimate. What are you supposed to do? You've lost yeah. at that point. Yeah. There's this one friend, my, my, my closest friend in the world who I've known since we were in nursery school together. He mm. does that. He and his family, they wow. always do that. And it's. And I'm just always just trying to one-up him. So I just yeah. try to like make the well, reservation. <laughs> I was just going to say like what else – I am trying to think of like what else you can do. How do you top that? Yeah, you know what you could do? You know what you could do is next time you're going to dinner together or whatever, you should send a car to his apartment <laughs> to pick him up and take him to the restaurant. Yes, it's good. Right? That would be really good. That is yeah, – it totally takes the air out of paying for the check. You're like, oh, that's so nice. Well, I got, I, you have a car coming. You have a car. 
You have a car, so yeah. I got. And you have to act like it's no thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh yeah, no, I sent a car. I sent a car. Yeah, exactly. I just sent a car for you. I sent, yeah, classic. Has anybody ever sent a car for you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's a really nice thing. I'm gonna yeah. send you a car, Alexa. You should say, oh my God, I would love that. That's so sweet. <laughs> Even though we, it would probably take like twice as long than taking the subway, but the gesture would be much appreciated. I'm going to send you a car. Please report back. Please let me know. (laughs) I can't wait to hear. Okay, Vanessa, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Mercury, the company more than 100,000 startups trust for banking. Through partner banks and their sweep networks, Mercury offers up to $5 million in FDIC insurance. That's 20 times the per bank limit. And with Mercury Vault, any funds above the FDIC-insured amount can be easily invested in a money market fund, predominantly composed of U.S. government-backed securities, providing startups of any size a simple way to manage bank risk and protect their cash. As someone that fielded many a text message from founder friends on the weekend which must not be named, I can confirm, startups already have enough chaos and hurdles to jump without also having to stress about the safety of their money. Plus, it's simple to get started. Applying takes just minutes, and many customers are approved and onboarded in less than two hours. Visit mercury.com to join more than 100,000 startups that trust Mercury with their finances. Ooh, a disclosure. Mercury is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by Choice Financial Group and Evolve Bank & Trust, members FDIC. And we're back with Vanessa Liu, the co-founder and CEO of Sugarwork. Vanessa, we've arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? I am ready. Yes, that's the answer I'm hoping for. We have arrived at the lightning round. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I always wanted to put like sound there and then just never did. Yes. Hit me up. Here we go. We've arrived at the lightning round. Woohoo! Um, I always wanted to put some kind of sound there and didn't. Anyway, um, first question for you <laughs> is coffee or tea? Tea. 100% tea. Always, all the time. No caffeine, right? I can't do caffeine. You can't do but, caffeine. You know, lately, though, I have been experimenting a little bit with caffeinated <gasps> teas and I'm, oh I really God. like it. Oh, my God. Like- you're so bad. Wow. But Who needs 420? You're experimenting with caffeine? Are you sure you want your kids to listen to this podcast? <laughs> no, I've, 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 you know, gotten into liking matcha, which is obviously yes. has oh my gosh. so much caffeine. I know. And but so it's for amazing. like the first hour, I just feel sick. But, <laughs> but then. Really <laughs> yes. Have you been to Machaful? Yes, I have. That's my favorite matcha place. It's really good. Do you know why? Because their almond milk has nothing processed in it. It's just almonds oh. and uh, I think maybe some salt and water. So Ooh. hell yes. Big fan. I'm going to try that. You should. Um, uh, let's go get matcha lattes with almond milk. Yes, let's do that. <gasps> oh my you're gosh. You're going to have to have half of mine. <laughs> I will happily. <laughs> oh, I think I can fall on that sword for you, V. Okay, my next question for you, not usually a lightning round question, but I do need to know. Do you believe in ghosts? Hundred percent. I. I <laughs> is this lightning? Yes or no? Uh, no, I need. Well, now I have a follow up question, which is like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I really think that your like your spirit lives on because I've sure. had a few. I've had a few experiences. Does one come to mind? I'm so surprised. For some reason, I had never occurred to me that you would believe in ghosts. No, it's like, I, I, so it's not like a ghost when people think like, oh, it's going to be in front of you mm. and walking around. Sure. Like a floating white figure. Yeah. It's more like that person who has passed is mm. still around you. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's kind of sad to think about it in that way because mm. like the, the couple of times when it happened was around the time these people passed. Oh, sure. Yeah. So one was a mentor of mine mm. and I had the most vivid dream about mm. him and about how he was telling me he was saying goodbye and he wow. was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Sure. So it was on your mind. It was on my mind. So it was on my mind. And I found out the next day that he had passed. <gasps> wow. That's so crazy. That's and, so crazy. I was so crazy. And I remember I was asking about the time, like when did he pass? It was like mm. this time. And I was like, it was around the time when I was waking up when I was having the dream. And that was the time. 
That's insane. It's insane. And like another person who also after he passed, I was so upset because it was so sudden. And the kids said to me one day, they were like, out of the blue, they were like, mom, did you know this word? And this word is like the longest word in the English Anti-dis- language. Anti-disestablishmentarianism? Is, like- is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 um, what is it? Uh, pneumo, pneumo, pneumo ultramicroscopic silico oh. volcanoconiosis. It's like oh. a lung disease with, um, yeah, it's a lung disease. Wow, I didn't know that. Particles. I think I have an outdated longest word in the English language. I think that's what we used to say in like 1998. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. This is the reboot. You have the sequel. <laughs> Yours came, went straight reboot. to Netflix. <laughs> Yes, this was like, no, this is much longer. Wow, the director's cut. <laughs> yes, director's cut. They, well, they came up with this word and it was my friend's, like his Twitter handle. What? Just that word. But I, and I didn't know this until after, like literally that moment, they told me that. I'm like, oh, okay. I literally had maybe like a half mm. an hour beforehand looked at his Twitter handle and saw wow. that that was what he had. So I think that was like the way he yeah. was telling me that he wow. was Wow. Okay. Oh my God. Especially for it to come from your kids too. Ugh, it's yeah. very trippy. Yeah. It's very trippy. The universe is so vast and weird, you know? It is. And there's so much we don't know. There's so, so much we don't know. I know, but I like to think that you know everything because it makes me feel much better. <laughs> so I need you to keep that facade going <laughs> that you have all the answers. Oh, gosh, Alexis, <laughs> this is kind of scary. No, you can do it. No, no, you've got it. You know everything and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Tell me this. Do you have a favorite board game? Catan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Do you play with your kids or do you play with um your friends or both? I play with my kids. Really? Can I come play? No one wants to play board games come with me. Come play because we always end up in tears and maybe they won't like cheat. <laughs> Especially Vic. <laughs> when we're oh my God, Vanessa! If if Vic cheated at a board game in front of me, I would lose my mind. That would be so unacceptable. You know how I feel. You know. <gasps> so you come over. He's oh. like, no, 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 no. That's not what I want. Oh, that's not what I meant to do. Oh I would be like, I, I love your kids. Like, obviously, I'd be like, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> absolutely not. That is not what you meant to do. We all know it. You're going to win based on merit and skill and strategy yes, alone. Exactly wow. Right. Oh my God. I can't wait to come over and play Catan. Oh, you gotta come over. I can't believe that. this is really a huge bombshell revelation that Vic cheats. Vic, who was such a small wee babe oh. <laughs> when I met him and is now a functioning person. He's a functioning person who is so competitive and so (laughs) (laughs) so crazy okay great so I have to win it is what we're saying I'm gonna start practicing he's gonna cry that would (laughs) so you have to be prepared for that I honestly I want to believe I'm like so sensitive that I'd be like no don't cry if this boy (laughs) cries because I beat him at Catan I'm gonna have to be like you gotta toughen up here, yes. bud. Like, come on. You're like, let me tell you what life is all about because you won't be. Able yes, to exactly. If this is your struggle, <laughs> right? Then you should be. You should count yourself lucky. Um, okay. Tell me this. Have you ever read a book twice? Oh yes, yes. I feel like you have. What's one that comes to mind? I mean, just recently, only because my, uh, Nara's reading it for the first time and she's mm. not into it. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, I'm reading that right now. You are. Yes, also for that, but I'm reading it for the first time. I never read it. Yes. Mr. Darcy. I know. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we have to have a long discussion about this book when I'm done yes. because I have a lot of thoughts. Lot of <laughs> I have thoughts. so many thoughts. <laughs> Actually, someone else in the podcast has said Pride and Prejudice as well, really? which is what encouraged me to read it. Yes, that. And my mom pointed to it as a book that she really loved. And I had just, it missed me. I loved it. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I still do. I think I've read it maybe five times. And like a very Have you seen the movie? movie? Yes. I, and Is the movie several. good? There, There's like, um, oh. there's several versions. Well, there's also the BBC had oh. the original series with Colin Firth. And that's oh, why, I love that. That's why he got he got casted as Mr. Darcy in Bridget Jones' oh. diary. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Wow. In the Bridget Jones series, I don't know if I told you this, but when I got back from Scotland last year, I was so jet lagged that I couldn't function. And I had watched, I think the first one, maybe on the plane, Bridget Jones Diary, 
And then I literally came home and I watched the second and third. So in like an 18 hour period, I watched all three Bridget Jones movies because that was where my brain functioning level was at. And I like, cause I, and I'm historically, I'm like unbelievably in love with Hugh Grant, like unbelievably in love with Colin Firth. So it's like this movie was made for me. Yes. But 18 hours or basically like all three movies. It was a lot. It was great. It was and I was so weird because I was so jet lagged. So it was a fun time. That's like my version of heaven, actually. I would yeah, it was pretty well. good. <laughs> Next time, we should yes. just do that. Yes, we absolutely should. When I come over to play Catan. Yes, uh, afterwards, you know, while Vic is crying in his room. We'll watch <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Vanessa, this is my last question for you. Oh, no. Okay, tell me this. What would you title your memoir? Oh, gosh. Do you think you'll write one? I think you should. I don't have that much to say. That is absurd. (laughs) I cannot. Did you hear me read your bio? Also, you, before we started recording, told me I should write a book. (laughs) The idea that I should write a book and that you should not write a book is absurd. You have something substantive to say. And then for me, I'm like... (laughs) Vanessa! No, I reject this so wholeheartedly. (laughs) Well, if it's going to be a memoir, you know, what's, what's funny... Like I was thinking about about like how sometimes people think they have like a very different perception of me when they meet me and after they mm. work with me. And mm. the term which came up when we were working together mm. was velvet hammer. <gasps> oh my God, that is the perfect title. That is the perfect title. It's like it just speaks for itself. Yes. So if it has to be a memoir, I guess that would be the best. I think that's the perfect term. Wow. (laughs) Strong, smooth, stylish, subtle. (laughs) Subtle. I'm just thinking about like the hammer part. (laughs) (laughs) Very powerful. Oh my gosh, Vanessa. I, I, I know I tell you all the time, but you're just, you're one of the most important people in the world to me and you've done so much oh. for me and you're a constant role model and I'm unbelievably impressed by everything that you do, but how you do it with compassion and grace and strength and friendship and love and fun. And I just adore you and for you to come on my podcast means the world to me. Oh my gosh, I Thank love you. you so much. And I'm so proud of you. I'm trying really hard not to cry. <laughs> and I just think about, I just think about how you just light up the world and you do that for me all the time. So thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Wow, just such an honor and such a joy. Tell me this, where can people find more about you and your work online? So they could find me on LinkedIn and also uh, check out Sugar Work. Yes, absolutely. Check out Sugar Work. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay and at Non Technical Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. One more time, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.